Hello and thank you for listening. I am so excited to say that I now have a Patreon that you can go to. I'll make sure I include the information in the show notes. But I have multiple tiers you can choose from. $1, $3, and $5 tiers. The $1 Spooky Soul tier gives you access to an online Discord community that is filled with fellow spooky souls. If you want to talk about creepy, cozy things, you might be interested in that. The $2 Cryptid Creature tier lets you have that online community, as well as giving you early access to episodes, bonus content, and secret bonus content. And the $5 Kachu Cuddler tier, named after my fluffy, squish-faced kitty, lets you have that online community, early access to episodes, and the bonus material, but it also lets you suggest future episodes and I'll shout out your name during each episode. Thank you so much for your listenership and support, and I can't wait to talk to you more soon. Hello, and welcome to Creepy Core and Folklore, the show about creatures, encounters, old tales, and myths. I'm your host, Iona Wayland a dark fantasy author, mental health professional, and overall curious person. I want to join other spooky souls and hear about these unusual stories. Hello, spooky soul. I'm a little emotional today. (laughs) Um, Today is the 52nd episode. You know what that means? 52 weeks of creepy, cozy content (laughs) of this beautiful journey through podcasting and connecting with you and telling folk tales and kind of getting creeped out with you because <laughs> I'm still a scaredy cat um, despite my best efforts, even though I love this shit. And I'm just like so grateful you're listening. I did not think that I would, with everything going on when I came up with it, I mean, I've always wanted to do this, but when I was really seriously considering it during maternity leave, And this past year has been fucking nuts, honestly. It's been nuts. There's so much that changed. And my health is different. And I have more answers. But also recovery was hard. And I could look forward to telling you, like, just a weekly rabbit hole I had gone down related to folklore. So thank you. Thank you for just, like, being there and listening and like being interested and like not getting annoyed with me when all I talk about is folklore and folk tales and like meeting new people with me or like listening to old friends talk about their interests too on the podcast. It's just been like such a wonderful journey that I'm excited to embark on again, like in this next coming year. And also like just really getting to know you too. I've had a lot of fun. Today's topic was suggested by Eat, Sleep, Hike, Repeat, or otherwise known as Sabrina. And I really love what they suggested where 
they wanted me to talk about like the importance of folklore and the relationship of like folklore then and now. And I thought that was a really cool suggestion. And I thought that would be perfect for our anniversary episode. Well, I guess 52 week episode or August 1st is the official start of creepy core and folklore. And I'm excited to see what this next year brings. I wanted to get into why folklore matters and why it's still told today. It's a very human thing to discuss stories and tell stories and ponder over like what kind of creatures or otherworldly beings are out there. Or if we've had experiences of our own, like how to tell those stories to others and convey to our fellow human like stories and experiences that we've had. It's so important. It preserves culture. It engages like our imaginations and it shares knowledge too. And it also encapsulates like what's going on at the time. Like if you want an example, the nursery rhymes episode, the creepy origins of nursery rhymes, they encapsulate a lot of issues, political strife, um, persecution that was going on back in the day that I never would have thought like illnesses and stuff too were in those rhymes. And it's something that makes sure it's preserved because it's short pieces of information. They often rhyme things like that, not saying all folklore needs to rhyme or anything, but just saying like, those are examples of how it's kind of like a time capsule. So like folklore, myths, legends, tales, songs, customs are like all passed down through generations and they play such a significant role in preserving cultural heritage worldwide, like as a human race. And yeah, there's folklore that originates from specific regions or communities, but its impact extends far beyond and it connects people and provides insight into the human experience as a whole. Folklore acts as a symbol of a community's values, beliefs, traditions. It's a sense of identity and pride in one's cultural heritage, depending on the story. And it can strengthen a community's bonds and share a sense of belonging. Like, how powerful is that? Something that I've talked a lot about is oral tradition and how ancestors would pass down information long before written history was ever recorded. Like, if you listen to the most recent special episode, the um, Dragon Darlings episode, episode 50, I talk about how one of this is a spoiler alert because this when I read this um, and thought about it, it like absolutely blew my mind. Um, Like the reason dragon stories are so prevalent throughout all the cultures and all the world because it's one of those weird ones where it's like in every single culture and it's slightly different, but it's very similar at the same time. Like the roots are connected to each other. It's because this may have been a part of the first story ever told. And that's why it shows up in consecutive stories because people have an inherent fear of snakes and serpents and things like that just out of survivability, even though I love little snaky noodly friends. It's interesting because oral tradition gives us a glimpse into how a story may have originated, how it was passed down, even prehistorically, and how it changes and breathes with the new ages. 
it's still a way to preserve cultural knowledge and historical narratives. And it ensures that ancient stories, customs, and wisdom are passed down from generation to generation and keeps the cultural practices alive. And at the same time, there's such comfort in knowing that something that might be teaching a lesson or a fable that might be giving an example of something or making a suggestion and imparting that wisdom to somebody listening to that tale, it's kind of comforting knowing that some of the issues that you might be struggling with are something that even ancient peoples have been struggling with and that we're all connected, like not only as human to human, but as ourselves to our ancestors. It also engages our storytelling abilities and imagination I don't think we would be anywhere without imagination. We need to be able to, not saying everyone has to be creative or something, because not everyone is like a creative soul, and that's totally fine. But we do need to be able to picture things and imagine things or just predict what we want and be able to think and plan about our futures. And folklore sparks imagination and creativity through its narratives and characters, It encourages people listening to it or reading it to envision different worlds. And it fosters that like wonder and curiosity about the rest of the world and other spaces or other worlds. There's also that use of symbolism and metaphor, which I know I've talked a lot about symbolism, like the symbolizes it symbolizes. Um, But it employs symbolism to convey complex ideas and emotions without it getting like cutting too deep too fast. It like nurtures that metaphorical thinking so that a person can maybe start questioning how a power structure is, start questioning why certain customs are the way they are be able to foster empathy in that person for, I know it might be like a fictional character, but if that fictional character or characters are a symbol of something more, of a whole group of peoples, or of a type of oppression that's going on, then that can spark that empathetic feeling that causes people to band together and deconstruct harmful things that are going on in society or within belief systems. It can help them unlearn certain harmful things about themselves and others. And like what a beautiful seed to have been planted. It also can encourage like ethical thinking and morality. There are often like I see this most often in fables, but they can also be in um, any story, really, any piece of folklore or fiction, they can teach life principles and like kind of guide the person through what their thoughts on a particular topic might be or what their thoughts on what their where their ethics lie. And there's like this wisdom that the person develops when thinking about things like this, when questioning like, what would I do in that situation? Or what do I think this character should have done? Or maybe they really are like, wow, I can really see myself in what's being depicted here. And this is the first time I've heard it and represented this way. But it's also said in such a way that's kind of like, 
I don't mean simplified in a negative way at all, or like it's like stupid. Like I don't mean that's not the same thing. Um, I just mean simplified as in like it is digestible. You can think about this and kind of pull out this folklore, this tale whenever needed, but then also package it away because you're not kind of unburdening yourself with your own traumas or with your own questionings and you're not using it in your real day-to-day life that you kind of have to live with all the time. They're represented as like almost like a little mental play in your mind with these characters or with these stories and they're short. And so these, this combo of things is really helpful Because you can take on this knowledge, you can take on this questioning, you can take this historical and environmental happenings and receive that information about like local history, natural, natural phenomena, plants, animals, ecology, relationships, like it goes, it branches so far, but it also like helps the person get a deeper understanding without overwhelming them. And it increases kind of that human-to-human interaction at the same time. Folklore is our bridge between the past, present, and future. It preserves cultural heritage. It engages our imaginations. It shares knowledge. And it connects us not only with our ancestral fellow humans, but with our contemporary fellow humans that we can learn more about. And also find that there are differences that we need to acknowledge and similarities that are beautiful too in our human nature. By celebrating the diversity of human experiences, folklore fosters this deep appreciation of different cultures, but it also enhances social cohesion and it's very enriching for our lives. It's through this preservation and appreciation of folklore that we can continue to learn and connect and grow and be curious about these shared threads of our collective human experience. Thank you so much for going on this shared human experience journey with me. Thank you for listening and being so supportive and just being like this beautifully sunshiny spooky soul that you are I am so thankful you're here happy anniversary (laughs) and I will talk to you next week thanks to all you spooky souls out there for listening to creepy core and folklore follow on instagram facebook twitter and tiktok if you're looking for more uncanny content if you have your own tales to tell, you can email creepycoreandfolklore at gmail.com. If you like this, please leave a review wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend who might enjoy these stories to spread the word. If you're interested in dark fantasy, check out my Hollowverse series. Ashes is available now in paperback and ebook on Amazon and audiobook on Audible. And the sequel is underway. I'm Iona Wayland and I'll see you next time.